Hello universe, how are you? Uh, I think, therefore, I am frustrated. You know what I mean, Phoebe? Probably. I wonder about what thoughts might jump through the head of my dog as I have with every other dog I've ever owned because they're thinking something they just don't communicate it through words so while I certainly believe my dog and I think alike oh does that feel good Phoebe? that sure looks like it does good girl well, I don't know what she's thinking. Specifically, I know right now she's thinking, hey, more of that, bro. That, that, uh, that doesn't have to stop. Come on, man. What am I here for except to get petted? Okay, yeah, you deserve more. You deserve more. Because you're the best. And the universe has been giving me uh, angst because I just... Paradoxes, right? They, they, they just, they're, they're like, oh, if you are, if you are trying to solve what would happen with your time machine that you just invented when you go back 80 years and kill your grandfather before anybody else could exist in your timeline, well then how the hell did you exist to build a time machine to go back and kill your grandfather, right? Simple paradox, easy one. We've all seen it in every time travel movie because nobody's resolved it. <sighs> but there it sits, right? Makes you irritated that those things can exist. Unsolvable dilemmas of the human mind. I have been completely consumed by those exact issues for, well, if I want to be generous, most of my life. But if I want to be frank, Certainly for the last day and a half. And it's just, it's paralyzing to be in a space where the stupid little fireworks blowing off in your brain are causing you so much consternation and existential woe that you just don't have any idea what to do with yourself. How do you operate like a particle in a world full of waveform results? Well, that is one question you definitely do not want to have me on the panel because I have no idea, nothing to say on that other than, <laughs> yeah, how do you? How do you? I don't know. I don't know. Why does it feel like the interdependency of the actions of everything doesn't just necessarily logically drive us to a point that we are all here just to fill a role. We're all here to just do our part. The fact that we get to self-evaluate that role as we go is just an unfortunate quirk in the design of this chaotic little hologram they got going. But 
Once you get out of it and realize after death that it was all just a joke, everybody gets a big laugh, so uh, joke's on you. I hope. Because it seems like that would be at least a moment of self-reckoning I could handle. That this had all just been one big, ha ha ha, wasn't it funny when you did that? Because you thought people would care. Yes, that was funny. It was funny. Well, I don't know. I do like to laugh. I do want to make others laugh. Maybe that's just because that's the only true break in the absurdity I'm ever granted. I don't know, that's possible. That's more possible than I'd like to admit, huh, Phoebe? But then I kept coming back around to the idea that how are we anything other than the confluence of actions and events of the past that established the exact framework in which we sit to ponder our own existence? Somebody has to create the scientific platform of basic fire, or we're all just bopping around in the rain wondering why it's so cold. Or, or what? Or how? I mean, it just seems like I can't answer the simplest question sometimes about being alive. And that seems so unfair. And yeah, I get that. What are all the millions of people on a day like a Sunday in this country flocking to a place of worship to say they have faith in something that has been written about by men as if it's an answer to the questions that perplex all of us to the core? Well, I, I certainly do not have answers. I don't even have... I don't even have good intuition here. Although, I did just get a big old tingle. <sighs> the, the... The fact that we've lost trust in everything probably is. I say probably, because <laughs> I can't commit to anything it seems like in the last day and a half when it comes to what I think, but I do believe that the erosion of trust among those sources, we had built a belief in trust for, I don't know, speaking poorly, I assume we'll be part of trying to work through why all the lies. I had to face this question personally in a way that didn't necessarily even resolve itself. I just woke up a truth teller somehow in some space where I had been a liar forever. Why? I do not know. I do not know. And it spooks me that I can have so much different mental inspiration for my next spoken word <clears throat> change fundamentally at its core. I no longer care to tell you the worst of me. I'm here to do that.
because I have always lived with the shame of thinking that somehow, some way, the biggest thing I had done was performed my life so poorly that no one would even want to rewind and watch five minutes. There was nothing worth looking at. I was constantly living for a past I couldn't do anything about. And it made me an even more reckless potential agent of the future. Because as you get spun up in your own angst of self-loathing, you can fall into a place that says none of it matters. That's the only solution that can make sense of what I'm going through. None of it matters. Because I keep feeling like I'm getting closer and closer to doing something irrecoverable. And I do believe that that is what those stupid camelinuses slapped me off the head to teach me, was that that spiral of thought was the one that was killing my life. It is. It does kill your life. And yet, you can't, you can't find meaning unless you can find truth. There is no sense of meaning in a, in a platform of false assumptions and false misleading um, knowledge offerings or uh, I guess when you're feeling confused and when you can verify your confusion is at least ground in some break of truth that either you misunderstood or you were frankly misled into believing, thinking, or otherwise uh, granting the, the placard of that is what I think. Well, that's one way you lose trust in yourself, in those around you. And even the ability for the universe to resolve in a, in a knowable fashion. Perhaps that's the whole <laughs> point of planet Earth. Is wherever I really exist, I didn't understand the value of truth. And so they send you here in a mental projection to live out a 3D universe experience where truth will always be so elusive that you will come to say the only thing I ever want going forward as a living being is to know I live in a truthful reality on which I am given information that is consistent and is provable. Now, if you only get one wish, waking up every day feeling completely rested would be sweet, but I'm telling you, being able to trust that you have a truthful reality on which the information you give is objectively provably true in every instance, I guess that would be a wish. Because I don't know if any ever human consciousness has had it. Because we like to deceive, or at least we're such cowards we can't believe that we can tell the truth without it being somehow the moment at which everything tilted against us and oh, they're burning me at the stake. I mean, we do that to each other, right? We do burn each other at the stake. There's a good reason to be afraid of humans as a human. Because really, while I might get struck by lightning on a golf course, 
I have a much better chance of being stoned to death by my fellow humans. History shows me that. So, maybe that's why we're all prone to our insecurities, our fear of not being good enough, our sense of maybe I'm the problem, that we then use some sort of uh, delusional, well, I'm not the problem, I'm the only one around here who has any sense. It's, the world's insane, says everybody some point in their life, if not every minute of their life, as I have. But I don't think that. I just think sometimes I have to have that out because if I am sane, everything else looks crazy. Except my dog. This shouldn't be so hard, right? Shouldn't. How can it be this hard to exist and feel like the reality on which every time I knock on wood, I have gotten that sound back, but every time I put out some sense of what I hope is truthful interpretation, I can't depend on any of it. Why is reality so elusive? Well, when I tell you it's all my fault, obviously this is number one. When you think you are so much more valuable in the world or in reality as it exists that the little deceptive nodes of occurring some delusional reality in your favor. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I did not eat the last cookie. I have no idea who did. Who would have done it? Phoebe eats cookies. I'd blame her. Whenever you throw a little shade where the sun was shining, well, doesn't that mean that someone else has to, in some orientation, pick up on that shade? Or your actions have absolutely no influence on the universe whatsoever, right? It's one or the other. Either you're putting energy into the universe that says, we now have this problem because something here doesn't drive or who cares? Say whatever you want. I'm a unicorn with a pink umbrella stuck on my butthole. Probably in some other universal reality because if what we are doing as the agents of a 3D universe that looks like we're impacting everything to the point that I'm now speaking into a microphone as if I'm talking to the entire living organisms of reality and I'm the voice of God. If we have enabled my delusions to get to that point by the physical reality that I'm experiencing, here I am. Well then, every other conceivable way that I could be here doing what I'm doing well, it had to have been on the table. It just ended up here. But they were all possible because what else is imagination but the residue of all these universes that could have existed but didn't? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to listen to that one again to even see if it makes enough grammatical sense to be interpreted as something that you could then say, 
<laughs> no, 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 that was dumb. But until I re-listen to that, that's just one more little bit of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I, I mean, I, it seems like maybe that's just something I need to get over, is thinking that I have any right to know this little reality I've landed in. Or someone dumped me in via their excretory waste. Whatever it is that I'm here. I'm willing to admit I'm a giant piece of turd. Just swimming in a bowl full of nonsense. <sighs> but it seems like when I go try to say that that's just how chaotic the world is. It's not that the world's chaotic. It's that we are. Us. Humans. Human beings. Thinking human beings are what? We're too insecure to have the truth? We're too mentally simple to do anything but live in paradox and illusion? We're too manipulated by those better than us to know that we're even a silly little fish swimming in this ball with this turd? I'm the turd. You guys are the fish, obviously. In that twisty little pretzel that you can get into that says, oh yeah, I guess it is all lizard people just running people up here and making them all act like complete dicks. Because why else are you acting like such dicks? You people who want to start wars so you can sell more guns to both sides and watch them kill each other? I mean, how is that not a lizard person mindset? I mean, okay, I understand how all of us can end up just saying, oh yeah, that looks like a good thing, huh? let's take that, I'm pretty senior. Uh, what? Nicholas Cage selling arms in the Middle East? Maybe. But do you not ever have a reckoning? A sense of, why am I doing this? What am I doing? I seem to be bringing evil into the world? Does that not happen? Do you not? <sighs> Come, I mean, I haven't gotten through all of it. But I have told you the three worst things that I consider. Four, if you want to count, poor uh, Judge Dredd, who I have said her name incorrectly once, and I do not know how to erase it, so sorry about that. And listen, Judge Dredd was a terribly unfair nickname for you. I've regretted it since I gave it to you, so in the attempt in my life to always do better, I will find a much better representation in the lore of comics for you. And Dazzler was the first thing that came to mind, because you do look like Dazzler. But I'm going to say no to that one, because that felt like cheap misogyny on the wing. So, give me some time to find the right one. And I promise to come through with better than Judge Dredd. Having derailed into a conversation with my fantasy ex-girlfriend, who will never, ever, 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 ever care about what I just said, I just put a little bit of energy into the universe that I care does that matter? I don't know, maybe. I hope it doesn't not matter, or certainly don't want it to be a negative. But how do I know? How do I know? How do I know I didn't just ignite a little, uh, one of those tinnitus episodes for her, wherever she is in the universe, going, ah, in my ear, ah, oh, what is this, is this some sort of microwave or something? Oh!
maybe, maybe I did that. I don't know, maybe I did. Because I don't know a lot of stuff. I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know why we haven't solved gravity when that's the theory that seems to make so much sense, but nobody can prove that it exists. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so then, you know, people get into concepts of density and all of a sudden spheres become flat and nobody knows what the fuck to think. And I'm not in any way saying that we don't have an obligation at all times as human beings to take this wonderful curiosity that we have and use some of that energy to fact check some of the stuff around us. I think that's healthy and, and productive inquisition for all civilizations. They should have the sort of intact, impenetrable fortress of reasoning and knowledge on which anybody who wants to come knock on that door is invited in with enthusiasm to have fun playing around with everything we know to be true. Now, do we have much of that? Because if we do, I want to know where it is. And don't tell me it's in physics. We've got two models that fundamentally are inconsistent, so you want to talk paradoxes? There you are. Let's go do some physics. Okay, 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 okay. Well, we definitely have uh, biology figured out. Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely have biology figured out. Yep. All questions answered as to the origins of life. Darwin, or whoever that other dude was that went crazy. Well, he didn't go crazy, he lost all his money trying to solve the flat earth mystery. Can't remember his name, sorry dude. Because you probably had Charles Darwin read your book the year after you published it, and then for three years sat around compiling enough data and evidence to say, yeah, yeah, that guy that guy had a good idea. He just he didn't know how to market himself. My brand is gonna be huge. And Mr. Darwin was freaking right. So his idea comes along. Or whoever the other guy is. I mean, they're both British, I'm sure. For you conspiracy nuts, I'm sure they were Freemasons who were doing hand signs at every opportunity whenever they were carting around London and coincidentally wave collapsing in each other's time and space. But when they weren't doing that, they were coming up with the theory that when you think about it, it makes some sense. 4.5 billion years and psh, here we are. Yep. I mean, it's as good as, and then God said, get out of my garden and go have kids. That'll be the earth. Heaven and hell. I mean, and I'm not going to run down the mythological canon of everyone from the Navajo to the uh, non-sensors, like me. But we're all curious. What TF are we doing here? Why are you making me go through this? If not for something of value, having endured it. Well, there is no value, right? I mean, there isn't. This very moment, my house could be swallowed in a sinkhole of doom that I never speak another word of or have a conscious second thought after. Could happen. I mean, I'm not in Florida, so it's not really going to happen likely like it is there. 
or wherever, but any minute can be the last one you have. We're all crystal clear on that one. So if I am just a coincidental chance of, well, I didn't die today, so tomorrow I will give it another try. Well, that's not very fun. And yet, I guess that's kind of about the best summary for what I've been up to. Well, at least for six years, seven years, eight years, if not all of my life, wondering what was today about? Did I do anything that gave me any reason to think this is worth it? Nope. Oh, well, I'll try again tomorrow. <sighs> I don't mean to be down. I'm not even really down. I'm just muddled because I, I have no real clarity other than my own sense that truth matters and that I want to have other people feel like they don't have to be burdened by shame, fear, guilt, or being misunderstood. So as a dude with a dog, and not much else going on. I didn't have a whole lot of ways to think I could get this pony show on the road. And I'm not pretending that I've got anything figured out, but I know that I finally feel capable of something, of enabling a better world even if it's just cleaning up the messes I made I need to enable a better world in a way that I've never felt motivated or even drawn toward and now if I disappear into a rabbit hole of thoughty to nonsense for too long I start thinking wait a second you got shit to do besides figure out whether or not there are aliens out there that we can't perceive because of course there are. We don't perceive a lot of stuff. I can only imagine whatever is living outside of my perception is definitely not interested in this little note card that I've got. So, rather than share it with the fantasy creatures in my life, like aliens, I'm going to share it with my fellow humans because I meant to do this last time. I meant to get through all my errors and corrections, but got sidetracked in a conversation I didn't even recognize after listening to it another time, but I guess that was the universe's uh, opportunity to possess my body and throw those words into my life, so I'm sure I need to hear them again. But having messed up doing my review on the 50th episode, I also claimed that that was going to be the 51st episode, which it wasn't. So somewhere I was just in discombobulated mode. But here we are, episode 51. I have now uh, had an intro that I'm not even going to go look at my phone to find out how long I've rambled for not very good reasons. And uh, instead, start working off some of the angst of the mistakes I made in episodes 40 through 49. And I even threw one, that I, well, two if you count. All right, let's get on with it. All right, how can you say that you have described a situation in which you have been accurate that you were in the right and yet doing something about it would be wrong. I have to admit 
this one I finally think I can answer. Because I do know in my life that for the most part, when it comes down to a he, sh he said, she said, whatever, um, that I might be able to stand here over on the fine line of, well, it wasn't illegal or whatever, but was I wrong? Oh yeah, come on. You know, like I, I don't have a problem in any way saying that that didn't feel good. I think I might have been the reason that didn't feel good. So here I am, faced with a situation in which I'm literally, I mean, in some ways, it's like, okay, this is definitely proof of the Sims. Because somebody wanted to see how I would act if these dice were thrown. Because I've never experienced dice landing like that. They were spinning on their corners, both of them, forever. Like I was in Inception 2. And so... I still do not think I could even have different thoughts, reactions, or actions in that moment. And yes, I do feel I have a very viable stance on which to say, hey, well, that wasn't fair. Yes, in that instance, I do believe I have the absolute foundational stance to take there if I want it. So why am I not taking it? Because, one, I do feel like I have some self-loathing still in me that says I don't deserve to take it. Because, if anything, I certainly know what it's like now to be victimized more than I ever did when I was throwing collateral victims into whatever pile of I do not give a shit about you that happened to be my way of the day. No more rhyming, okay? So then, this is my chance to prove I'm a different person. No. This is my opportunity to realize that I've always had the right notions. I just have always been kind of a prick about standing firm on those notions when they were there to be judged. I am not someone who, who battles out my grievances through the structure of corporate uh, employment unless I will be doing so to ensure the next round of people in my predicament do not go through it. That I owe you. But I do not want to... I do not want to fight to be in an environment that was draining my, my love for myself and my respect for my fellow peoples. Now, I think everyone working in America today is under some pressure that makes the workplace a place where none of us can be ourselves. Not a hundred percent, maybe, maybe Russell Brand, but nobody else, mm, I don't know. Okay, that might have been a, too big a paintbrush to use, but I am not regretting that I've got all these people I forgot about. No, I can't even think of another one. And Russell Brand, I don't know. The guy seems pretty, pretty hip and with it. So leaving him out of my online influencers was dumb because, dude, I dig your show a lot. But other than 
giving him a compliment, which I have owed him many. Um, I don't know that I don't even see pressure on his face from a workplace that, okay, must be designed to give us some moments of pressure, right? It's work. That's why we call it work. <sighs> yeah. But then why did we invent something that we have to do to maintain our existences that pulls us out of who we really are? Huh? That's the existential crisis that I did not want to have by doing something other than what I know is right. Getting up, walking out, expecting better of myself and better situations in which to exist. I'm tingling like a mofo right now because I understand that that, maybe for the first time ever, is me standing up behind the shield of beliefs that I have built that I now trust to protect me from silly, dumb situations that I could get into and derail me. No derailment. None. Thus, I understand this is a time to do something better. Simple. But doing something to extend that which was already proven to me to be so abrasive that it turned into a scenario that had me walk out the door? Well, why would I go fight to be more of that? No. The world's going to throw me some monkey wrenches that I won't understand, but I'm certainly not going to let them derail me anymore. That's the kind of stuff that used to send me to the casinos to lose two, three grand. Not today. I don't have two or three grand. Because if I did, well, I might go. No, I wouldn't go to the casino. I wouldn't. I would go to my mom and say, take this money before I go to a casino with it. Well, uh, there's a lot better chance I would do that than go to a casino. I'll say that. Okay, moving on. But the, no, not really moving on. Let me just say, I do fear gambling. I don't really fear drugs and alcohol and all that stuff anymore. I just, because they have physical effect on you, to be honest. Um, gambling doesn't. It takes away things that are already meaningless in this cosmic consequence anyway. But the thrill of the gamble, oh man, I gotta tell you, I recognize in myself that that's why I can't go into a casino because boy do I love the thrill. Gotta find out why. That one I will never figure out, I don't think. But I will enjoy all my adrenaline-fueled pursuits of it as well as my sitting on the couch thinking about it. But moving on to something more, let's think of something else here. What does that even say? First, more to follow. Something first, more to follow. Um, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, so, um, I couldn't get everything. I, I honestly, I know I wander, obviously, hello. But I didn't know that I had, um, I had so many things in my childhood that I hadn't really assembled yet. The reason I couldn't get through it all is because as I started to process what I wanted to include, I was overwhelmed. Now, that speaks well for having something to actually talk about for a year, sort of, because I didn't take notes on it or anything, so I'm sure I'll forget half of what I thought I should talk about. But the other half, which will stimulate another half and another half, and pretty soon it's like, well, I'm only halfway to the door, but I do eventually get there. Well, that paradox seems to resolve itself because the more of this I do, as evidenced by this silly long piece of note 
that I've got to get through, the more of this that I do, the more reward it's giving me. I don't know why. I really don't. But I can feel it. I can feel myself getting mentally more clear. I can feel myself getting uh, more comfortable with where I want to emphasize my next round of, uh, of influence on the world. I am a, I am a more organized uh, presence in my head and in my reality, my physical. Uh, I should work out a little more, I'll say that, but if this is a simulation, I believe I was shut in by unusually cold weather for two months for a reason, because this has been useful for me big time. So for that, I say, I will get through all my childhood stories eventually, but it may take me the rest of the year. I'm going to stop telling myself that this needs to fit in like this because that's how episode TV works. We've done the first part, now the second part's going to look like this because then we got to get to that fifth part, you know what that looks like, so let's just, should we even just rush the, let's skip three and four, shouldn't we? What are three and four? Does anybody even know? Have that been addressed? No. That will just lead me to being disappointed that I did it that way because it will have broken me doing it another way somehow that would have been better that I didn't think of because I said this is the only way to do it. Well, I don't know what the way to do this is. I don't have a top 10 list that's coming out every Friday and I certainly am not going to ever tell you how to do it your way. Is my way your way? Never. No. No, 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 no. Now, I may want to ask you how how you do this. Like, What's your thought on the easiest way to fall asleep when you're full of Oh my God, what is going on? How do you handle those nights? Now that is something on which I may find information gathering of use. Because who would lie to me about that? Well, I mean the CIA, but they will lie to you about everything. How do we, how do we drop the bad paradigms if we're immersed in them. <laughs> like I can write that down and we're going to fix it. I don't know. I don't know. Help me out. Because the next line at least says look for connections. I might as well just drop that piece of paper. <sighs> look for connections. Look for connections. That's all I do. That's all I do. It's all. Look. Okay. I am kind. I am understanding. I am forgiving. I am all those things first. But what I'm doing, as I am all those things, is looking for connections. Just like Einstein. Something, something I'm missing. There's something I'm missing. Something. What am I missing? Well, I'm missing that connection that makes me feel like I understand all of you. Because I do not understand all of you at all. I don't understand you so much, I feel like I understand my dog who doesn't talk to me better. And while we're on dogs, I cannot overlook this is my hero episode. And as a dude who has had fits of self evaluation leading to consternation, leading to thoughts of. Wouldn't it be better if this was just one big, long annihilation? Time is relative.
maybe this is the explosion finally completing the devastation of the end of humanity that was all started. Well, let's not get into that. But say, can we all agree to 1,500? No? Okay, 150,000? No? Well, I'm going to shoot it at... It doesn't matter. Because I feel about as connected to the rest of you as I do to all those people who built whatever they did down there in South America that we haven't dug up. They're like aliens to me. So are you, so are you anymore. So is everybody. I don't get anything anymore. I don't get people's motivations. I don't get... I don't get why anybody would give up on the nine-year-old dog that was Naja, my little sweetie, my little awkward yellow lab mix with the big fatty sack on her side that was never a problem for her. Poor Phoebe here has way more issues dealing with growths on her body than Naja ever did. But that nine-year-old dog sitting in the pound on the day I thought, I really need not to cry here. I do miss Naja, but... <sighs> she was... She was there on a day I needed a new best friend. Yeah, I had fucked up. Well, at least I believe I had done enough right up to that point to finally cement the concept that I was the problem. But I still thought I think I could work that out. I hadn't lost all hope in myself yet. Although identifying myself as the sort of swirling cyclone of energy that was always working against me was enough to certainly make other things certain, but it's most certain that I was certain I needed help. And when I need help, well, for whatever reason, dogs have always been there to offer, at least in some shape or form, some slowdown guy. Your head can go too fast sometimes, and that doesn't have to be. So, as I walked around the pound thinking, man, there is just not much to pick from. Maybe I should think about whether or not I even want to see any of these Charlie Brown Christmas trees. I thought, well, I'll trust my people at the desk because I knew I needed some help. So, I'm going to stop. I didn't know I was going to get sad on this one. Alright. I stopped it at 43.41. Then I got to watch 43.42, 43, 43.43, 43.44. Maybe that'll take my mind off of how hard it is sometimes to think about what dogs did for me when I needed them the most.
but I walked up to that desk and I said, hey, if you guys, <clears throat> if you guys were going <sighs> to name one dog, <sighs> who deserves not to be put down, but is probably going to, well, who would you pick? So, they picked a dog I hadn't even thought of, and they all picked her. So I said, I'd like to meet that one. And, hang on. I'm sorry. I think, I haven't thought of Naja in a while. Obviously, I missed her on my list of dogs, so I think somewhere Naja lives in a part of my life that's still really painful. Because I know by the time that Naja did have to go down, I wished I'd been the one instead. I was so lost then. But, as I'm sitting in that cubicle, or whatever they bring the dogs into, I'm thinking, I'm nine years old. Can I reconcile adopting a nine-year-old dog and uh because and it wasn't i just didn't you know i didn't want her to die like next year it, it hurts i didn't know if i was ready for that hurt so quick well i wasn't i know that now but thankfully i didn't have to worry about that because she lasted four years. And were such great dog years. Every time I'd come into... I used to work from home a lot at that point. So I would shut myself in the office. And just because, you know, she could get spooked and bark in a phone call. There was just enough. And she understood. She'd just hang out in another part of the house. And as soon as I'd open the door, though, and walk outside... And she knew I was done working. This is where I know dogs know shit that we don't even know we're, we're advertising. Because there'd be times when I would come out and say I had a 4.30 call. I'd come out at like 3.45 just to get a glass of water and tell her I only have one more thing to do and then we can go play ball. And she'd have her, and she'd be standing there in the living room with her stupid toy in her mouth. Because that was her signal that she knew my day was over. It's time to go in the yard. Every other time though, she wouldn't. And this happened twice that I can think of. And it might have happened other times I didn't notice. But there were two times when I'm like, no, I have a call. And it was canceled. And she did it one time that she was wrong. So I'm not giving her clairvoyance here. But I know two times she was right. In a pattern of behavior that was extremely predictable in every other instance. I'm sure by the time I am like, thank God I don't have to put that stupid headset on again. I'm wearing a different vibration that I have no problem believing dogs pick up on. They're as intuitive as it gets. My dog definitely knows the difference between a shower, I'm going out, you're staying home, and a shower, I feel like I might need a shower before someone knocks on that door and asks me if I want to buy magazines. So let's take care of that. Wait, what is this thing about? Are, are there, in fact, three different Kardashian girls? I believe there might be. Nope, it's all the same one.
Oh, I don't even know. Right, let's not get lost in that. I need a shower. So, Naja, wherever you are, I know my mom would say you saved my life. And you may have. I won't deny it. Ah, but I certainly appreciated the four years we decided to hang out as roommates. They meant something to me because of you. So, you're definitely a hero. Or my heroine. Either way, I'm going to try to stop crying. But I'm not going to quit because she deserves it. Oh, let's not drop my phone. Okay, uh, I will go blow my nose though because that's gross. Sorry. Okay, I just reflexively flushed the toilet and threw that toilet paper down there. I feel bad about that. That's something I learned from you, old man. So that is a habit I thought I had broken, honestly. I must have been lost in emotion to have had that happen, but lost in emotion. You know, 49 minutes this says here, and if you think there is more coming of value that I haven't already said, there isn't. In fact, if you have listened to this on anything but double time, and even if you have, you should not listen to the rest of this now. I'm going to put this all down because I have to get it out. Episode 51 is going to turn into a huge one here, but that's fine for me. This is for me. If you are stumbling into the idiosyncras <laughs> idiosyncrasies of my vocabulary and grammar, that is my mental thinking through what TF, well, we're all doing it. But you have a life that has a lot of value. And maybe you are literally just done finishing your 45-mile run and are going to now sit and eat bananas for 40 minutes and listen to the rest of this. I love you. That's the person who might make it through all the way. But the rest of you, you must think to yourself right now, am I wasting my time? Because you might be. I'm not, but you might be. Just a warning and a moment to have a good thought of self-reflection so that I will stop crying thinking about my dog nausea. And I will thank people who have, I've never even thought to thank before, but boy, do you deserve it. Those three customer service clerks working at the Dumb Friends League on the day I walked in and thought, well, that's not much of a selection. Well, they gave me, as I've said, potentially a life-saving moment. So thank you. Okay. And that, I guess, is a perfect segue. Look at that. I never make perfect segues because I stumble. But I just rolled into the phrase, next is trajectory for good outcomes. There it is. Those people have been three individuals who, though I can even picture at least the dude's face, and one of the women is a little hazy to me, but she's there. And the other woman, honestly, I've forgotten all about you. I know you are a random woman of my past that mattered. So you didn't just go away, but I can't picture you. Like I can picture that guy who said immediately, nausea. Well, that was a trajectory for a good outcome. And I believe that by at least thinking through, can I do something about the stuff that I feel like I probably could have done better at in the moment? 
And then if there is something there to be said, yeah, that, go do it. And then, you know what? Feel a lot better about yourself. And then watch how that makes you have enough strength to go do the one that you thought you'd never be able to do. Like this. I can tell you with supreme confidence, and I have a level of that that is recognizably something to be cautious with, that not a single member of my family or anybody with whom I spent significant enough time to get to know me as a guy who had a little bit of a thing with lying about shit that he doesn't need to lie about. All those people knew me well enough to know that this is a bet they all would have lost. And I would have lost it. I would never have thought I was going to sit here rambling on about all the things that I did wrong. I'm a liar because of that fear of telling you all this crap. Well, where'd that go? Because that defined me enough that anybody who would ever listen to anything I have said up till this point will at least say, well, yeah, that's true. The rest of his nonsense, who knows? But that is true. And the fact that I can make this change of what I consider personal value and growth and spiritual acknowledgement, maybe even, well, I mean, that's like Hollywood would dream of producing that script. So would I, honestly. So would anybody. So this is like a dream. Well, like I said, I'm not going to question it anymore. I am done trying to figure out all the motivations of everything on planet Earth, including every single one of you. But I'm going to at least tell you why it was always so much of a... What's that knot? That one that Alexander the Great smashed up? Uh, Gordian knot? I uh, can't remember. Anyway, I don't care. Because I used to be one. I'm not one. Alexander the Great came and smashed me up too. Good for him. Alexander the Smasher. Greater. Greater Smasher. Well, he had a trajectory for good outcomes, and I believe that just checking in with how I could have done better, doing something about it if it's there to be had, and thinking about how next time, if facing that dilemma, remember the last time you wanted to do better here, and trying to do better the next time, is what I've got. And I'm giving it up every moment of my life, the rest of my life. And I don't see how that isn't a trajectory for good outcomes for all of us. So I hope it is. Because for once in my life, I feel like if I just stay true to believing in that and the other little simple stuff I've got going right, I can continually build bigger and bigger realms of existence that matter. We'll see if I'm right. Okay. Well, that pretty much explains why the next line, recording my errors and omissions, is important. It is. If I don't go back and listen to what I've said, I can't find the inconsistencies that might resonate and leave me thinking, yeah, what do I think about that? I better put that in the list of things that I'm clearly not sure I've got nailed down. But I do have nailed down that this is about, ultimately, two things. I no longer fear being judged by my fellow humans to the point that I will reveal all of the you won't even believe the next thing, stories I've got. As an example of number two, how much truth 
depends on us human beings believing. It's upon all of us to embrace and recognize there is no other reality any of us want to be in. And it's a reality that all of us have to create together. So, I certainly have not done my part. I am the guy who has to start with full disclosure so that you can believe that it's possible for anybody to come clean and still have enough perspective of life to not embrace what's here to be embraced. The reason I don't believe in punishment even for the worst among us is because I do believe in the greatest possible outcomes for all of us. And punishment isn't the greatest possible outcome unless it's counterbalanced by an enormous amount of justice served that cleanses my soul. But that doesn't cleanse my soul. That just makes me feel like the whole thing is sad. Well, it's sad that anybody is on planet Earth feeling like they fucked their life up. That's a sad situation. And I was in it. I know how sad it is. Y'all probably think that's what makes me cry. It doesn't. I don't cry tears of sadness. I cry tears of opportunities that I realize now how much I got out of them, but there was more to be had. It's not loss. It's not even regret. It's a connection to the gaps from greatness that exist because we impose less than greatness on all of us. And that does make me weep. So for that, I'm doing this. All truth, as starkly as I can present it, on every topic I can possibly think I don't want to tell you that, I immediately add it to the list of things I have to admit. And I'm going to do that until I don't have anything else on the list. <sighs> but that doesn't mean that I have the entire goddamn country behind me. God damn it, like I said I did when I spoke for all of you about that frustration I have with whoever, actually there's someone, who I forgot, you're listening, whoever's getting paid to listen, hello, how's it going bro, yeah, well, I may not have the entire goddamn country behind me, but I bet I have more people behind me than you have behind you, I don't have more skilled people behind me than you have you. You have all of them. I don't have more toys behind me to use to play around in this sandbox than you do. You have all of them. I do not have the mm, access to real actionable situational intelligence that you have to proceed with my next step with the kind of tactical advantage that comes with it that you have. No, I don't. I don't have that. You can outsmart me with me looking so dumb. It will be, it will, you might get some stain picking on me like that because they might think he doesn't deserve to be picked on like that. Yeah, that's how tilted the field is against me. I know, but you know what I got? Nothing to lose. So when you got nothing to lose, it's pretty easy to tell the truth. Now, I do believe the entire goddamn country thinks that we have gone too long without having a sense of what's true. So, 
I'll speak for everybody on that, and that includes you, NSA spooker. Aren't you tired of the lies? <sighs> do you even do you even have a navigable truth on which to put a flag? Is there even such a thing, or do you just look at a swirling <sighs> landscape of outthinking and outmaneuvering with every breath you take? Because I don't even think that is fair. I don't think you could have chosen to be in such a clandestine scenario on many other infinite Earths. I do believe that living in such shadow and secrecy that it becomes the literal definition of your life. I don't know that that's available anywhere but here on Earth. But you can certainly get that on Earth. You can even get that without asking for it. Questions galore. Yes, I have questions galore. I even have questions, uh, halor, what comes after H? I, ayalor, jalor, kalor. Go through the alphabet. I got them all. I got every question that I don't have the answer for. Now, do I deserve all them answers? No, I can't even get them all. But there are questions I do have for which I do believe I, as a co-pilot on your plane of human experience, certainly have the right to ask. And in some cases, absolutely have the right to demand a frickin' answer. So the demonization of questions stops for me forever, right now. Ask me your dumbest question. See if you can out-dumb the dumbest question I already have answered, because I'm going to answer them all. I am not here to not have time to help us all determine that when we say, does anybody have any more questions? We can all say, no, 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 I'm actually good. I, I, I can go play volleyball now. Everybody done? Yeah. <gasps> volleyball! Well, until then, I got questions. And yeah, maybe a break to play volleyball, but we got to go back in there and See if we can answer the rest of those questions. We didn't answer the, I guess, I even think I might have had one or two come up while this volleyball shit's going on. So, yeah, questions galore. Need I say more? I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, or do I? Uh, wave collapsing, functioning miracles, clean my fridge. Okay. I do think there is... A level at which I am regretting my entire presentation of the double slit experiment and the implications therein. I will not speak of it anymore because I need to let go of it or do something about it. So this is me letting go of it. I find that material fascinating. I hope to encourage a spark of questions galore in anybody who doesn't have it regarding that material. It is the cutting edge of physical matter and consciousness meeting in a way that evidentiary experiments are revealing. It is, I think, about the best thing a human being should be thinking about, or how that's going to resolve and why it exists. But I did not give you anything other than a clumsy stumble down the stairs approach to saying, have you noticed this stuff? That's what I was trying to do. And the reason I have to forgive myself here and move on is because I don't intend to stop there. 
I intend to learn how to do that in a much more I didn't screw that up way. That one I should have had a better intuition about bringing a a succinct and accessible yet data mistake free guaranteed reviewed presentation so as not to misinform at all and I didn't take that obligation seriously enough for that I apologize I will learn and the next time I ever talk about what we have learned because of these results surprising us well I will know that I'm giving you nothing but curiosity to go pursue further yourself I do not mean to offer answers I mean to explore the best questions that I have left and admit to all the reasons I was so busy doing shots that I didn't get it done yet. Uh, so I can, I do, I do feel like I see uh, the motion of influence in a way I've never seen it before. I've always been looking for, I think, the pencil point result rather than the swirly line that everything seems to live in. If you feel like data is starting to let you down, be swirlier with your lines. Go find weirdness and don't be ashamed to find weirdness that feels good. And I'm not speaking kink or any of that. I'm saying if you happen to have always thought you loved woven fabric, maybe you should learn how a loom works. Wherever your interests sit, why are you not just chasing them down with enthusiasm always anyway? That's one way to get out of the pencil-driven, finite reality of answers by data that Google Analytics ultimately can't give you. Maybe that's just a trail that should have a sign that says, feel free to walk down this path, but you have to be back in an hour because people get lost down there. And being this available to what I feel like I see influence does make me see, especially my parents, but the whole world differently. And I will say that in what I consider to be not a game of me versus you, it has never been that. But I had a moment for the first time in my life last night with my father that made me think, come on, man, you can do better. I've never, ever had that thought. But we all can do better, even my dad. Um, and as connected as I feel in seeing all that energy, I am left with two things. One, we have lost track of caring for each other. And two, it will all work out. So as prone as I am to the most acute of existential dread, I don't have it. Even though I think I see more than ever how problematic we are being for each other. So you want to talk about paradoxes. Welcome back to the conversation. Words that end in X are kick-ass anyway. 
not just sex, lots of them. You are a fox. Oh, I did not mean that misogynistically. No, I did not. You are just a very attractive other person because of your mind and other things. Crying because I'm overwhelmed. Yes. On to the next one. Better with dogs. Yes. Look at this. We already answered some of these. Bueno. Uh, a cheap 3-3 three, three trick. Huh. BB trick? Nope. Cheap trick. The band? Never got into cheap trick. But I do know who they are, and I can appreciate one or two of the songs that I cannot name. But that's as far as it goes, so there's my cheap trick. Um, uh, audio, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, audio, what the... Oh, I'm sorry. I am really... I, I don't know if, there, if there's anybody who thinks less of my effort when it comes to the audio quality of what I do. I can't imagine what grade you're giving me, because I think I've absolutely miserably collapsed all of my problem-solving abilities into one proof of uh, slow down. You don't even get your recordings to be listenable, so you aren't anything but a numbskull. Yep, I agree. Definitely working on that, but currently in a position of resource uh, deficiency. Uh, my options are more my method than my actual... Um, Equipment of execution, but I am working on it. Hopefully, this one's better. Unex yeah, hopefully, because it's now into hour number two. I would imagine sometimes whitey does not make sense to me. As a white dude, I don't know that that's a good thing to say, but it is definitely a thought I have so much that if I don't at least address it, then I'm ignoring it. Uh, I will definitely dive into this more, but this is this is maybe the one linchpin I ever had that made me know that we think things because we're trained to think them, told to think them, and then come to think we believe them. I always knew that nobody was better than anybody else. So whenever the universe wanted to vibrate and tell me differently, even when it was in my favor, I felt it because I knew it was wrong. And that doesn't mean I stood up every time I knew I was being given advantage and said, don't worry, officer, I will not barf on your shoes because you are being whitey on whitey. <sighs> but I can look back on my life and know that it is one of the many things I was lucky enough to be born with the skin color with the least friction that comes with it because they all come with friction except this one. So if you don't think I'm guilty about that, how could I not be? And I see all these comments saying, I wasn't around for that shit. No, you aren't. So you're not morally accountable to a direct action of taking another's life based on their skin color in a reckless way and mishandling it. But you're absolutely a victim of being ignorant of that circumstance, supporting you unjustly, unless you recognize that that is unjust. Now, sliding scales on this one to me don't matter. There is either I treat everyone with the sort of respect that means I'm enabling their greatness as much as they enable mine, or I don't. And if for any reason you can look at somebody and determine where they stand on the 
how much do I have to offer and get back from this person scale because of what you see? Well, then you're the person I want to poke your eyes out. Because maybe your other senses aren't broken, but clearly that one is. Okay, that's enough ranting about that. Because the next word does say rants and unexpected breakdowns. Well, I guess I'm prone to both. That's the, the residue of working stuff out. When I don't rent or break down, I suppose that will be, as the Buddha said, enlightenment? Nirvana? Who knows? Sorry, Buddha. Here I am quoting you, misquoting you. Probably quoting the Bhagavita or one of those other words I can't say right. But I do know that that's still the right intuition. Get all the rants, get all the breakdowns out of your life. And I bet what's left is the life worth living. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I will address the girl's word because I didn't know it was so much a part of my vocabulary now. And I know why it is. This one, when I thought about it for two minutes, I came to the conclusion that I definitely know why it is. Because I'll tell you what the word girls has always meant to me. Girls are what you look back on thinking you're not sexually attracted to that age. And I hate to say it, but I think I have to lump everybody pretty much 35 and under squarely in that category now. Not that you're not still the physical specimens of all time that are on the planet, because you are, but having uh, certainly spent way more time dedicated to that vector of uh, influence, well, I still certainly believe we want to look and feel as healthy as possible. But I also thoroughly believe that our bodies look at their healthiest at the ages under 35, and that starts to dwindle at least somewhere there in every year thereafter. And yet, in all that, the one saving condition I didn't know I was going to cash in is now I am free to separate my sense of how I look from how I feel or how I'm thinking or how I'm existing because I do not care. I do not, if you saw me right now, you'd think, again, there might need to be some professional intervention. My pants, uh, yeah. These should get washed, but I don't care. I mean, is this my proudest moment? If you were to knock on the door and say, I have these magazines to offer subscriptions to? No. But if I show up in a tuxedo to receive that same conversation, what changes? Zilch. And all of my life, I thought, please don't catch me wearing dirty pants in a tuxedo moment. How embarrassing will that be? Or God forbid, I dress up in a tuxedo and come to this toga party where nobody's even wearing clothes. How did I do this? Why do I always misread the invitations of life that say casual tuxedos required? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A 
I don't know. I don't know why I break up poorly. I don't know why I, I cry during Simpsons episodes. I don't know why I cannot forgive the sense of I deserve to know the answers to my own reality. I won't give up on that. Is that unfair? Maybe. But it feels like a fight I'm finally winning here at 52. Which is why I do not want to spend a night with a 24-year-old talking about how fucking awesome it's going to be when this happens. Yeah, it is. But much like that Mayan calendar, your ring and influential sphere of life and mine, though they can overlap and still integrate, they do not coordinate for elevation between us. The circumstance in which that could occur is not infinitesimally small enough not to exist, but it's infinitesimally small. And so I don't want to not think about something like uh, the recognition of people who are doing menial work, that they're doing it well, that's important to me. More important, I promise you, than any distraction I may get for a package based on something other than fulfilling something better in my life. When you're broken, and you know it, well, one thing that helps you think you're not broken is to have somebody else tell you, oh, but I like you, or I love you, or I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And ultimately, I would have to say, are you fucking crazy? Come on, maybe a day or two, but the only one sentenced to the rest of their life with me is me. But the rest of my life will only be as great as I want it to be if I have a chance to interact with all of you. So I don't have to be defined by what I'm getting in a union with one other person because that is not a paradigm I do well in at all. I just don't. And it broke me because that was how the best of us live. So I must be not the best of us. <laughs> Stupid brain doing stupid thinking to get me into stupid places where I think I'm the stupid problem. No, I'm not. But I'm allowing myself to think that my solutions to my brokenness are things that A, won't fix the problem, B, don't even address the problem, and C, are no longer even viable outlets. I don't need to be with anybody to feel fulfilled. I am fulfilled. I don't need to be without somebody to feel like I've got my space to think I've got my space to think. I don't need to have kids to think my life will turn out with some sort of meaning and purpose because they'll be here when I'm gone. There will be plenty of humans here when I'm gone. My life will have meaning and purpose because all of what I do is leaving an impression and a fingerprint that the rest of humanity will integrate. Just like you. And if nothing can get me out the door thinking I owe the world a good impression of, of what I can give it today, the best that I can give it today, 
that does. Because somewhere 6,000 years down the line, when the echo of my actions have enough time to finally sync up with other actions to just provide enough tipping point to give somebody a push into something that needs to happen, that happens and is productive for everyone, I really do believe that my little tiny action, my little butterfly flap of the wings, has influence across all time and space. We're humans. We are the continual evolution of an organism that is now 7 billion units wide and continues to do fantastic, unimaginable things in a world of space-time. Now, I can feel like I don't matter because of that, or I can feel like everything I do has to be excellent to the potential in which I can deliver it at that moment to make that little seven billion unit organism do the greatest things possible. And that obligation took me 52 years to finally sink in. And it feels like that's one of those places where I'm just cycling back to stuff I already knew that this little reality wanted to talk me out of. But I said, no, you can't. I do believe being a good person has value. So I will stop calling college students at Harvard girls. They are young women to me now. They are women to everybody else. But they are not girls. Do not give yourself reasons to hate the universe. <laughs> That's just a note to remind myself. Moving on. Preamble to the non-locality thing was was my solution. That was the last note on that other uh, concept about whether or not I should be doing things that are factually um, important when I live in a world full of gray. That is a very good question, and I think a criticism that I'm treating seriously. Uh, I, I, I sound like I'm telling women how the world of being a woman has made them think that is about the most dude you're a dude comment I've made yet. And I, and I hate whenever I see myself speaking as if I know what the uh, experience of another person who I have no idea what anybody else's experience is, even all you other white male Americans, I can be on this island of insanity by myself, but I can speak as a white male American because I have that experience. I do not have the right to tell women what it is like to suffer the constant messaging of our society that tells you you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough, you're not whatever enough. Men get the same messaging, they just don't get it in the same scale to be so um, directly unsure of themselves that way. In fact, when it comes to physical appearance, how many Danny DeVito women are making it in Hollywood? So, if you don't think that guys know that in the long run, Stephen Hawking proves it's not about how we look physically or how much bang bang we inspire from the rest of us. No men don't live with the burden of thinking we can't still persevere with our ideas of what we are here to accomplish to do something of value with our lives. Do you know what kind of a gift that is compared to women who think <gasps> somewhere the society 
leaves a little residue of, yeah, but you're a woman. Fuck, it does it everywhere. One thing I cannot say enough is bring on the matriarchy. But we live in a patriarchy. I'm well aware of it. And I do not like being presumptive about thinking that because I have currently all of the advantage, that that advantage extends to knowing what a... Well, I'll tell you what it's like to be a woman. Will you? That's interesting. So I apologize to the entire better gender. Once again, I proved it. I do not know my... Oh, I yeah, I quantified my uh, past trans... Those aren't transgressions. My past uh, liaisons. Uh, I'm not going further with that. That is not a train of thought that's good for me. So rather than saying I have any idea how many women I've ever had sexual congress with, I don't. I know it's over 50, and I'm guessing it's less than 100. That is good enough knowledge of that number for me. If you don't agree, I wonder why. Karmic Rainbow. I use the word rainbow. I never mean to insinuate uh, the the symbolic reference to homosexuality it brings about. I just am clarifying that because I like rainbows, but I also like gay people, so I don't think of either one as being reflective of the other. I just think we're all rainbow, gay, happy people in life, and some of us do what we do behind closed doors differently than others. Go for it. Um, I wasn't a ref. No, I wasn't. That's not rough. I don't know what that is. Uh, my piano bar story. Oh. Why do I want to relive? I called her first. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Not only do I not... Not only can I not reconcile how I acted that, acted that night. Like, and I, and I keep thinking someday I'll wake up and I'll have full recollection of it all and think... Like... This has to be one place my brain has said, oh my God, if you don't know you're bottoming out, you've, you've literally fallen out of the bucket. We're just going to go ahead and put a wall here so you don't know it and tell you, stop it. Yeah, that's one of the last nights of alcohol. That might be the last night of alcohol I regret. So I didn't stop drinking very long thereafter, though it did take another year or two. Um... And the next day, not having any recollection of how that night had gone, fully clothed in my bed, face down, don't know if I've moved since I collapsed here sleeping, I wake up and think, uh, I don't know if I wished her a happy birthday. So I call this woman who I've had this blackout breakup experience with the night before and say, hey, I just woke up. Hope you're doing well. Hope I said happy birthday. Call me. Now, we have never spoken, obviously. But... At least the world gave me a moment that I think, because I had no idea what had happened until three, four hours later in the day when I had finally talked to some people who had called me to say, well, at least you're still alive because you didn't get shot last night by somebody who justifiably could have shot you in the face and gotten away with it. What? I did what? Yeah, that's when I go, oh my God. And I called her today? Okay. So, is it fair of me to say I regret the additional pain I've put into a scenario that, until then, I had no idea what 
pain I had caused already? Well, I mean, paradoxes in your own life are not fun, but these are the little ledges I would be standing on when I had to ask myself, can I fundamentally find anything about me that says I still give a shit to make things go better? Well, yeah. Yeah, something like that, actually. Makes me think at least I regretted that. Because if I hadn't, well, then I might just jump right off the sledge. Um, I don't need to talk about that. I've already talked about it once. I don't need to talk about that because we already covered it here. Um, I do feel like for the first time in my life, I'm on, an, on a recovery trajectory. I feel like I'm maybe four degrees uh, on that arc, but I'm there. And because I see this arc of accelerating upward momentum, I expect that I'm sitting in a place where in some future reflective space and time opportunity, I will look back and say, look at the progress we have made since then. So I still am optimistic in every way, shape or form, except when I'm not. But that is way better than I am mostly pessimistic in way, shape or form. Excluding the rare instances where that breaks down. Uh, I, I said that I tested the boundaries of sexuality one time. I did. I'll tell that story. It is one of my better stories, but I usually had to be drunk to tell it. So telling it sober is a new experience. But I'll tell it. Just not now. Um, if you feel broken, go fix yourself. All right, that's going to sound harsh, but I want you to know that ultimately, that's the truth. Your life is totally up to you. Now, do you have all kinds of variables to test to decide how it might be broken that you feel like you need to go fix it? <laughs> yes. So what? Start with the ones that are giving you the most. I don't know if I'm being myself here. Start right there. If you find out you're not, you've, you've gone 0.1 degree yourself on that arc of enabling the best possible outcomes for yourself. If you're broken, Go fix yourself. There's no other answers. That's the whole plan. That gets rid of pain, pain, pain. No, no, no. WMA. White male American who has pain, pain, pain. No, no, no. I don't know what any of that is, so we're skipping that. Uh, not breaking up. Oh, I've never broken up with somebody in Boston. I said that I had. Uh, days we have nobody other than ourselves. Um... Yeah, okay, you can, when it comes right down to it, the only person you can count on in this life is yourself. Again, I believe that we are trained with that messaging, that it is in fact intuitively reinforced by the experiences we have in these individual bodies, but that it's all wrong. As a matter of fact, I try to make sure that I am 100% rethinking where I have had that thought. And in fact, most of the time, I want to go 180 degrees the other direction as a response. So when I start to think, that I am uh, only able to depend on myself. I need to go find somebody else to help do something so that there's some dependency that's building between us. And I'll remind myself, yeah, we all need help. And we all need it when we least expect it. And we all 
desperately don't want to pretend that uh, that situation is true because we're so afraid that we might put our hand up and say I'm drowning and nobody will listen. Well, I will listen. I am here to help. And whenever I'm getting a little twisted in my own uh, thong underwear, I realize going out and helping other people immediately untwists it. And I always sit more comfortably. So I would say find your little trigger to get back to being who you really are and make sure you have it ready to go whenever you need to pull that out of the toolbox. Which for me, I never ever don't have it on my person. Why would I put it in a box? I might need that thing like now. Here, give that thing to me. Give it to me. Uh, recognition of people uh, who are quote-unquote off. Yeah. I do have one regret from that day. I, I don't know if he was uh, energetically vibrating so thoroughly that you couldn't miss it or that I had some sensitivity to a, uh, a, a dynamic between us that said, explosive potential maximized like never before. The only regret I have about it is knowing that those influences were overwhelming. I should have expected that I was in a situation that either I am ready to bring out the guns or I need to leave the battlefield because what is normally a kiddie pool of two feet of water to splash around in is a tsunami and I can see it. Next time, either brace for impact or evacuate. Trust my instinct. Next time, it's that alarming. And I, and I, I can only regret that now because in the moment I would never have had enough confidence to believe it. But it's starting to be reinforced to the point again where what is enough circumstantial evidence take to make you think now's the time to start putting some I trust those uh, intuitions into effect. I'm there. And if anything tilted that day in my favor, that trust might have been in it. Might have been it. Um, oh, and I, I didn't give the right recognition to the conspiracy guys. I called them something else. The conspiracy something. I don't even know. The conspiracy guys. Uh, I believe two brothers and a friend, or somehow three dudes, sitting somewhere on the aisle that we call England over here, um, in some sort of accent that's close enough that we understand it, but it sounds funny. Those guys have gone on six-hour-long diatribes into the world of conspiracy nonsense, and it is, if nothing else, very listenable compared to this. So... Uh, I like those guys. I don't agree with everything they say, obviously. I don't think they do. But I definitely could have a beer with those guys. Those guys and the critical drinker on a conversation about current culture would be, that is a day I could have more than once. Because they are all sensational thinkers and fun conversationalists. Oh, heaven, that would be your name. Okay, no more singing, no more falsetto. Uh, we're kind of evolving. Yes, I gave us credit for kind of evolving. I'm kind of evolving when I say that having these smartphones in our pocket means that we don't have to anymore think 
Well, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, that the woman who died of uh, of radiation did win the Nobel Prize. I can't think of her name, but uh, we're going to call her Karen Sodenheim, because you don't know any. Well, yeah, now we do. We know that that's uh, Madame Curie, Murray, right? <laughs> I'm not positive, but I can be positive in a minute's notice. Well, I'm evolving, and I appreciate that. Maybe that's where some of my uh, resurrection of truth came from, having the truth in my pocket at all times. Well, the truth as we know it. Nobody thinks they're being lied to. Yes. Why would you? Well, no, I don't know that I think that's true anymore. We do think we're being lied to. Why would we? Because we are. <laughs> so I said that nobody wants to think they're being lied to would have been a better statement. Yeah, it would have. But when you live in a cynical reality where lies are everywhere, well, if you don't have your guard up thinking, am I being lied to? Well, I'm surprised because I'm pretty sure that's the most generous mindset we can give up right now. Um, I say I'm capable of the worst of the worst when it comes to corporate deviance. Well, yes, I do believe that because that would be a blending of feeling privy to something special, which, oh, I'm a sucker for, and being appreciated in a way by my superiors that notices my excellence. Oh my God. I'm seriously, I mean, we could probably go on a date at this point, especially because it would also involve thinking that somehow some way I had access to a truth that I had always felt uncomfortably separated from. That inner knowledge of where we are afraid to be species-wide conscious of the knowledge therein. Why does any of that exist? I don't know. But since it does, well... If you're going to offer me a taste of that pie of top secret, I bet I could come to think, you know, top secret's a good thing, but we need to have classified. We need to have majorly classified. We need to have so classified, not even I can see it. And then we need to have so classified, nobody's even thought of it yet. That's how classified this is. Yeah, we live in a world where I would have been a sucker for all of that. I know it. And I would be sitting here right now in my Lamborghini of did I do the right thing thinking I probably did. Well, I can weep for that guy a little bit because he'd have been 179 degrees pointed the wrong direction. All because he would have thought he was finally part of the club. Well, you know what? I don't even want to be part of any clubs anymore. I like being me. I like having what I am up to on my list of things to be doing at all times. I'm not wanting to not play with you guys, but I don't want to necessarily join a club where now I have to think this way because that's how we all think here and we're better than everybody else. <laughs> nah, I don't want anything to do with that club. Nope. So, I had to get comfortable thinking, well, what if... There are no clubs for me. What if I am this solo act who seems to keep dropping his pants at the wrong time? Well, I'll get over it. I can only do better. And since I finally understood what it meant to love myself, well, you know what? What am I going to give up on myself? It's crazy. That's truly crazy.
thoughts can be a prison of echoes. You were told to think. Yep. Lack of direct influence made them supernatural. Yeah, that was a reference to my dreams. I've wondered about that comment since I made it, where I say that my dreams used to feel more like I was watching a sci-fi movie, as it were, if they were sci-fi dreams, which I guess in some capacity they are. But regardless of the true quantification of thematic dreaming, my dreams have had influence on my life in the last five years directly. And I think have moved my life forward. I hate to um, admit that I had to subconsciously come to some stark truth and then deliver it to myself by slapping myself upside the head as a camel in my dreams. But really, I don't care if that's what happened because this progress to this moment of time has finally made me feel like I have a life I don't want you to take away right now. I got stuff I'm still doing that's going to give me even more meaning. Can I finish that before you give me that sickle? Yes, please. Has never been my response to people offering me additional life. Yes, please. So, um, I would give my dreams. Uh, in a pie full of dreams, schizophrenia, and, um, and divine intervention, they all three have enough of a sway to, to make the panel on stage. They all deserve to stand there and explain how they were influential in me recovering a sense of purpose in my universe. So, my dreams now uh, are as much of a advisor in my life as I've got. As a matter of fact, I go to sleep sometimes hoping to gain some intelligence about my pretzels when I wake up that I'm only thinking I might even be able to reveal to myself in a dreaming state. Okay? Stop fighting what's working and start asking for more of it. Uh, start giving your attention back. Oh, yeah, to you people who don't have enough time for questions, I told you, you know what? You start giving your attention back, you might see a better universe of questions coming at you. That sounded preachy. I don't mean to tell you how to live your life. I do not. I always say, live your life the way that it makes you feel like you are being yourself the most you can possibly think you can do it. That is something that is, by its very definition, me telling you I can't tell you how to live your life. Um, so when I find myself telling you how to live your life, well, that seems like I should apologize. Um, okay, I've already explained that. I am a... I used... I, I've never come up with the description of myself as a giant keg of TNT wearing running shoes. That's about right. I was looking to... If starting a fire that turned into a combustible explosion, I was ready to run away first. I do believe... I'll, I'll let that one sit there for a while, but I may have landed on one that's there for good. Uh, I say that that was God's way of telling me not to be a stand-up. I don't believe in God. I am an atheist, if, if I have to quantify myself in some category. 
I, but I, I, again, I'm a child of the Force. I saw Star Wars in an influential time, and I do believe there is an energy force we are all cycling inside and out of with the rhythm that we create. And the better rhythm we create, the more that rhythm will echo back to us in a in a amplitude variable that our lives swell upward, not downward. But downward tugs are part of life. So I don't have any concept that you can rid yourself of those, but I do believe you can make your life feel like it's got purpose and destiny and then work toward it. Then your headbanging doesn't feel like it's headbanging. It just feels like it's a temporary redirect of where you'll inevitably end up. I've never had that kind of thought about life. So I do that. I do think that way almost across everything I think now. And I believe that is a fundamental difference from how I used to think. We have nothing to fear from each other. I believe that. But I also know that in this current reality, we have everything to fear from each other. So that is a conundrum I'm working with. Um, tacticians, what can I do to get you out of that mode? Yes, if you are a tactician, I do believe you need to consider if your life is fulfilling as a tactician. My life wasn't at all. Now, do I want to leave my tactical sensibilities behind? No. No, I use them 98% of the time, but there's 2% now that is all mystery, wonder, and faith. And that 2% brought meaning to my life. And that 2% is growing. So I know that's the right uh, slot to have opened up and said, I probably needed more of that. It was, it was clear that I was overly tactical with my life, especially when it came to denying my emotional side. Okay, I'm going to run through the rest of these. I only have a few. I did all these, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe not. That doesn't matter. Okay, is there anything here that's important? Because I don't really need to tell that my cat can get in some strange spaces. Yeah, I do need to tell that story. I said I wouldn't ever tell that story. I should, because that one's not very reflective on me in a way that's going to shine. But it's also a weird story, so not today. One thing can finish it off. Yep, I used to believe one thing could finish, could, could end everything. The, the cycles are infinite. You can't, one, one instance doesn't do anything. It just creates the next instance. Uh, that, that segmenting of moments of time as if they have value of, of, of significance beyond other moments of time. No, it's all, it's all swirly lines. Um, which is why I'm hoping that there wasn't some strategery and instead it was just some dumb fuckery that got us into this conundrum because if it's dumb fuckery well then that's just us being dumb fucks if it's strategery <laughs> that's a whole nother <sighs> ball of waxy what mm. camel hair that's pretty coarse right it is when they slap you upside the head and their hand moves through your head and then all of a sudden it's like oh that's what you meant okay no oh yeah i, I need to talk more about the psychic projection I, <laughs> ah, I can't even admit to myself without laughing how much sway that has turned out to have in my life which of course can be uh, premonition realized by having the premonition to then fall into realization for i get it but i also know that you can't tell me what touches the inside of my soul and makes me feel at peace with it and there is some of that going on in in that little domino uh design it 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 
it swirled back into my life in a way that I wouldn't have expected it to have had such great influence. And I don't deny it. I am, in fact, I'm embracing it. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't leave me with a little bit of a, are you sure you want to embrace that? Okay. Yeah, I can't. Attached to numbers. Who cares about that one? Uh, oh, yeah, I left a bunch of jobs off my list when I said paper route was my best job. Not that I don't still think that. I do. But I loved my time at the wilderness school. That was the most meaningful time as a getting paid for this uh, person I ever found. Um, I have enjoyed a lot of jobs. I loved being a bartender. I loved it, but I was a drunk. So it was a, it was a, you know, it's, there's some upside and downside looking back at that time, but I love being a bartender. It was, if, if bartending came without me drinking, which I don't think it could, I would seriously go reconsider it. That's a terrific way to get through a day for me is to have that kind of, um, service and interaction with people. Loved it. Um, uh, oh, and I and I speak of, of bringing children into the world as making binary copies. I did not want to sound that was that was maybe insensitive. So I, I just want to say that. But I was just trying to be silly. And do, I do admire all of you parents. Oh God, do I feel like I didn't have a chance to to succeed in that uh, reality? So clearly, you deserve all the thanks I can give you, even if I give you a nasty look in a restaurant because your six-year-old is throwing peas at me. Well, next time I bet it won't be as nasty. Um, okay, Christmas Eve recording. There, It may not be noticeable because it's kind of not, but uh, there, the uh, episode 48 is a recording I did on Christmas Eve. I put that into this sequence for a checkpoint i have one more that i'm going to use to see if what i thought was just the generic enthusiasm i was trying to create had been maintained to this point i'm very pleased with how well that fits into what i'm doing making me think that i have continued to do what i set out to do to this point so far very well if that had disconnected i would start to analyze how it did disconnect but since it didn't and since you might not have even noticed if you're listening to this stuff well that's a good sign for me okay uh, 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 do I need to go through anything that was in that episode? I do not think so. So we're going to let all that go and I'll just say, oh, well, this was a marathon and I think it proves that one of us, and I am not telling you how to live your life, but one of us needs to work out more. <laughs>